she just sent me the words milk john i don't know if that's a suggestion or that's the title or start milking him immediately milk him now and on that note hello everyone and welcome back to episode five of off the shelf on the podcast uh with me hosting gazable trades uh and always i am joined by uh two of the five uh, being the brothers, the 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 power couple, uh, Alex and George, no. how are you both? Uh, uh, couple as in two, two, not couple as in lovers. So like a coupling. Five. Which okay. one of us three aren't you including? Uh, I don't count. It's fine. <laughs> yep. it yeah, you're, you're here only in spirit. Uh, there we go. Huh. Well, how are you both? I'm good. Good. Great. I've, it's He's the gone. end of the month, and as previously mentioned, I am now going to be starting my chaos. It, it's or, it's happened. Know, the construction of the chaos. Yeah. So I'm it's trying to figure beginning. out how to base Probably Alex may finish that army before I even finish one of mine. And that's the dream. You know, that's the hope. That's the challenge. I mean, the, the, the plan is to finish this and then get Lumineth, probably now. Mm. That's that's understandable. Which has been sidetracked from. It was gonna be it was gonna be getting Hallow Heart, but you've look. decided against that now. They're just cool, man. I mean, yeah, they are just cool. Uh, but I think uh, we've got a fairly chill uh, podcast today. Uh, currently, Evan is away, but he will be joining us shortly, and John is trapped in the void somewhere. Uh, and he will uh, hopefully arrive. Then when he does, yeah. he will break our entire video overlay uh, because it relies on us being all here at the same time uh, and make well, my he'll, life he'll, hell. He'll come, he'll come with force. Mm-hmm. He will. Huh. But... Power. Oh. Ooh, the man has returned. Is that... that who's with The man has returned? Is that Evan? It's yeah. me. It's me, John. Hi. Hi, John. We were just okay. we're just doing the hellos and everything as we started recording. So, uh, so things for this week. Uh, we've got a couple of different topics to talk about. Uh, one of just generic hobby news, um, of the GW variety because it's talking about some of the Dark Angels reveals that Games Workshop have shown off in the last couple of days, and also as of filming, uh, they sh- they released another one today. So we're gonna have at least a, we're gonna have a talk about that. We've probably got some opinions. Um, other things we're probably going to mention is and kind of carrying on from our Tuesday stream of talking about some, maybe some 3D printing because I'm starting to 3D print a model that uh, we're all going to have a go at uh, which I think which we'll put together for a video and I think that's going to be really cool and also just maybe talk about some extra hobby stuff and just talk about you know getting to know presenting ourselves to everyone you know just because we've just kind yeah. of arrived talking about Warhammer and no one knows in reality who we are or what we want to do so I think we're gonna have a good chat about that. But first things first. Let's get the let's get the initial part out of the way and then we move into the box. So Dark Angel reveals the the, the codex is going up for pre-order this current Saturday, which is the 30th of January. Alongside things like the Storm Strikes, uh, the Storm Speeders, uh, a couple of books and uh Blade Guard Veteran. Uh, kits like they finally got their own kits now but the Dark Angels Codex come out so we get, we've got some reveals to be shown off and we're just gonna we'll mm-hmm. just jump right into that and just have it a bit more a bit more low key today 
And George is already shaking his head. And I, what, what is it, George? What's wrong? Can't, can't believe you missed the most important announcement. What would that, that be? The, the, the Necron Psychomancer. Oh, that's true. That's true. The Necron Psychomancer. Oh, yeah, yeah. The biggest thing coming out of the entirety of the Necron Codex. Right in the bin. Psychomancer. Or every day. I want an entire army of Psychomancers. That's what it's I want. going right in my basket. <laughs> and speaking of, you know, entire armies of one unit... Um, a lot of what we've been seeing uh, from the articles reveals is more just because of the death, the the Dark Angels being the special snowflakes they are, and having two specific sub factions inside their codex with their own keywords. Uh, and GW are giving it to the to the uh, the get the Death Watch Death De Dark Angels. There's too many Ds uh, yeah. that they're finally giving them what they've been asking for, which is being able to easily easily and reliably run a full army of your Deathwing, your first company, or your Ravenwing, the second company. So we're going to have a look through those today. Uh, I think we may as well just jump straight into it. So, as I get my web screen ready... I still find it weird that they're called Ravenwing. Well, because yep. Raven Guard exist. Because <laughs> they're not Raven Guard. Yeah, they're the black guys on bikes with uh, Raven in their name. I mean, yeah, they also have Corvus Hammers. Yeah. yeah, and um, the simps. What's the speeder called? The fancy speeder. Oh, the, yeah, the land speeder. The shroud. Yeah, the shroud. The, um, the something else. Something with engines. I can think. Oh, I, yeah. I was thinking that was called Corvus something as well. No, it's not. It's not that. It's not that bad. You have the Dark Talon flyer. Dark Talon. That's probably it. And the Nephilim jet fighter. Nephilim makes sense. It's a cool, it's a cool, uh, it's a cool flyer. So, right, which cam am I turning off for this? Let's turn off. No, that's currently George's face. Uh, that's showing off where he would have been. So, so for people who are, are, are unaware of Dark Angels and how they work, uh, the Secretive First Legion have a couple of very specific, um companies in the inside their chapter the two being as we mentioned the death wing the inner circle the first company mostly pretty well pretty much entirely made up of terminators and uh interrogator chaplains and uh people's with big shields and things like that and then they've got the speedy boys and all the speedy boys live in the second company of raven wing and big the idea at least before was during 8th edition 40k at least because that's the main reference I have to go off of is that it wasn't really a good idea to run an entire army of Ravenwing because you got next to no benefit of it yeah I faced one in a tournament um, with Necrons mm -hmm. and it's a lot of shooting it's a lot a lot of shooting Yeah, but the entire game they did not move is what bugged me. I'm just like, what's the point? What's the point in playing got, Ravenwing if they're not moving? That's the entire point of Ravenwing. They all, they all just like jinked every turn. Yeah. Um, which I think you need to move to do, but technically they just move but don't move anywhere. Yeah, yeah. No, like they, they've average. changed that luckily in this, but um, yeah. So a lot of their Ravenwing kind of stuff always relied on you had a couple of specific Ravenwing units, which were. On speeder bikes, uh, you had 
the shroud, as previously mentioned, being like a special land speed, a temple thing. Uh, you also had the Raven Wing, yeah, the Flyer, which was called the Nephilim, which are still available. Uh, they'll be obviously in the Codex. And the main thing is, and I think this is an interesting way of doing it, because it actually allows you to take multiple detachments and kind of pay back the cost. Um, well, actually, no, probably not pay back the cost, but you're not as penalized as much for splitting up your army. So yeah, you're not taking as heavy a hit. Yeah. So a lot of what if you are going to be playing Ravenwing as a at building a Dark Angels a Dark Angels list with entirely Ravenwing, you're going to be wanting outrider detachments. You don't have troops. You're pretty much just relying on bike squads, outriders, um, uh, and anything of that of that sort. Anything of that's been the fast attack. Uh, maybe in elites, I think HQs, that kind of thing. So, they've uh, revealed that if every unit in your army except unaligned units has the Dark Angels keyword, then Dark Angels outright attachments that only contain models with the Ravenwing keyword gain the second company ability, which is bike squads and outrider squads, so your small bikes and primaris bikers. Uh, units in this detachment gain the objective secured ability as described in the Warhammer 40k core rulebook. In addition... If your Warlord is part of this detachment, this de detachment's commands benefits are changed to plus three command points. How much does that rider cost? Uh, it's... It costs three. Yeah, it, it costs, costs three. three. So you're just gaining... If you run an Outrider, you're not spending... You're not losing anything. You, you are just getting that cost back. Yeah. Um, the same as... And having Outriders with how, in reality, how terrifying they are, the Primaris Bikers... And giving yeah. them objective secured. Obviously, you can only out. The only way you could take them in more than three is inside the Death Watch. I highly doubt that's going to change for the Dark Angels book. But still, a three-man unit of primary of those bikers and your bike squads, which you're going to have lots of anyway, and you're going to be flooding the board with them, probably because I think they went down in points. The the uh the, the first firstborn bikers. That's kind of scary, because the sheer maneuverability and just being able to lock down and pretty much your entire army being toughness five or higher. I don't think it's anything to sniff at. And with, uh, in addition to an extra rule that they get, with um, them advancing all the time, which is the the jink rule, they are extremely survivable. So I think this is a a very good change. It's a very fluffy change, and I'm a bit scared. Not gonna lie. I mean, they, they were like the strongest aspect of Dark Angels anyway, mm. um, comparatively. But yeah, now it's just it's a lot the same, if not a bit better. Yeah. Especially with the obsec. Especially because also your your um your main kind of things of being having like black knights on everything. Uh, they are even going to be even more scarier now. And yeah, shame they don't get obsec though. Yeah, it is, but it's because they're elites, I guess, is that they're the more, the yeah, rarer ones. You, you would just take Black Knights if they were obsec. Yeah. Um, this at least makes you take at least, you know, Outriders. Oh yeah, but that's the thing is, Outriders, you're going to be willing to pay that cost because they're just good. Having an entire Primaris Ravenwing force, very viable now, especially with the Storm Speeder. You just don't really get access to... Another HQ slot, though. Uh, Primaris Chaplain on bike. Oh yeah, of course. He gets the Ravenwing keyword because he's on a bike. 
forgot. Which is actually, that means you can make him an interrogator chaplain on Ravenwing bike, which is actually pretty sick. He's the fast interrogator. Um, but they also gain, uh, we've seen their super doctrine now, because it, it turns out every uh, version of the Dark Angels will have a separate uh, doctrine, a separate super doctrine. Or it may be a sub-doctrine that affects at the same time as the, the standard Dark Angels one, which is, if you bear with me, and I find it, I should have really had this prepared, but I'm just trying to... I think to, they uh... said it split into three, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, probably it's in the paragraph that's currently there that I'm looking at, but I'm also not paying attention to because I'm reading this book. Chapter tactics. Right, so the Dark Angels chapter tactic. Each time a model with this tactic makes an attack, unless the model's unit has moved this turn, add one to the attack's hit roll. Each time a combat attrition test is taken for that unit, uh, for a unit with this tactic, it's automatically passed. So they may. Oh wait, no, that's not super doctrine, is it? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's just tactics. that's just chapter tactics. Never mind. Ignore me. Where? The... What page would that be on? Piss. <laughs> is it uh, the... Wouldn't it be in the Dark Angel supplement? Yeah. Oh, who has the Dark Angel supplement? Honestly. Uh, they get re-rolling ones. Of plasma or something don't they? Yeah, something to do with Yeah. But the main thing is that when they're in so in the first round of the game, because it's only ever gonna be round one for Devastator, they have a plus three to their move for all Ravenwing units, and they are eligible to shoot in uh uh units Ravenwing units from your army are eligible to shoot with in a turn in which they advanced. Each time yep. a model in that unit makes a ranged attack in a turn of which it advanced, the attack suffers the penalty incurred to the hit roll as if firing an assault weapon. So, you so do... what's interesting about this is mm -hmm. it doesn't specify rapid fire like most things do, so you can, you know, advance a multi-milter attack, but you can still shoot it. Yeah. yeah. You are obviously what... at minus one hit, so you're hitting it on fours, but... What's really nice is it doesn't make it assault. Yeah. Yeah. It's as it if it's assault. So, it's, it's, I think it's a good, this is actually one of the clearer rules I've seen from a codex. This is going to be so scary when you have plasma gun bikes just darting up the board and just going bang, 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 bang. Oh yeah. And it kind of makes no. you, it kind of makes you uh, very happy that you're out, that the outriders don't have, um, don't have uh, plasma, but it also makes it very scary because the storm strike speeders... The, the yeah the storm speeders Ooh. with uh, the the yeah. big tri melter guns, or the the all of the missiles, can just appear and they have a fourteen inch move. There's a seventeen inch move that they get with with this in the first round, and if you Oof. take the heavy ones with because uh, this is also the one that I'm going to be playing with, um in my uh, salamanders list. Once I find it, it's the, it's the no, it's not the Thunderstrike, the Hammer Strike with the Melter Destroyer. Yeah, it's a 16-inch move in Devastator Doctrine. So that's a 19-inch move. The gun itself has a 24-inch range. You can advance with the pissing thing, and you're hitting on fours. And it's you're obviously with that amount of movement, you are getting into Melter range with something. 
You may not necessarily yeah, take both. the Melter version, though. Uh, it's John Gregson. Hello there. Okay. Yeah, John's gonna appear and mess all the webcams up. Boom. There it is. Shut up and... Oh, yeah, yeah I need to repair... I need to repair uh, Alex's one now, so bear with me a second. But carry on talking about uh, Ravenwing. Uh, so I think this is going to be for the, the doctrines in general. Because uh, we've got this one. I'm assuming... I haven't actually looked at the, the next one, which is the Deathwing, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we'll do that. Uh, yep. Is that in the Assault or the Tactical Doctrine? Uh, I cannot remember. <laughs> We'll look at it in a sec anyway. I'm, I'm assuming it'll be Assault. But the Tactical Doctrine, I assume, is going to stay the same as roughly what they have now. Mm -hmm. But I don't actually need to probably. I don't know anything about Dark Angels. I've I'm really curious about Dark Angels, once. to be fair. I like All I know part. is they shoot lots of plasma and they have bikes that don't move. But this this looks much better. So, speaking yeah. of the thing of the bikes that don't move, they've specifically changed how... Um, how that rule works. But I want to point out, with the Devastated Doctrine activated, uh, your it doesn't also specify that the Invader ATV, which has the bike keyword, does not get OPSEC. And, but it does benefit, uh, no, obviously. It's, hmm? it's bike squad Ex unit, exactly. not biker. Yeah. So that's a very, so it's spe it specifies at least. But, mm. uh, you know, those Invader ATVs are running up the board moving probably like fifth up to around 15 inches with a, with an onslaught gatling cannons half hitting on fours it's kind of nuts and a devastating doctrine so they're minus two it's yeah, really so scary what is quite commonly part of the meta now in ninth edition is hiding the majority of your army for first turn so you don't get shot off the board and by the looks of things this army says no yeah, you can't do that Nah. <laughs> you just, yeah, they just gonna zip straight into you just move into line of sight and shoot you off the board turn one. You look down, you finish your deployment. One, and then shoot out. Yeah. It's like you look down, your deployment's finished, and you just see the Dark Angels player across across the table just shaking his head at you. And he <laughs> no, won't say why. Right. He just no. <laughs> so, uh let's carry on. So they shut off a couple of stratagems. Uh and it, there's also a slight note here. That specifies. We'll have a look at the stratagems as well, which leads into the jink rule. So, full throttle, 1 CP to 2 CP. Use the stratagem in your movement phase. After a Ravenwing unit from your army advances, it must that unit must immediately makes a normal move of up to 12 inches, but is not eligible to shoot or shoot with or declare a charge with this turn. If the unit has five or fewer models, it's 1 CP, otherwise it's 2. So you completely sacrifice a turn of shooting, but you put them in a. You then like how far does a bike move normally? Uh, fourteen inches. So fourteen inches plus an extra three in the first turn, plus this, so that's seventeen plus up potentially twelve more. You could just <laughs> completely skirt them onto an objective where they cannot be shot, and just sacrifice them not shooting for a turn. Speed. It's very fast, and you know you're probably they're probably going to be using these on to maximize the amount of CP it would be using these on outriders because you know they're big, bulky. They're probably not going to die straight away. Why oh, is after the advance as well? Because 
the main yeah. thing, I think to advance as well. Jesus. Yeah. So it's I think a main reason for that is linking into the second one and the note of high speed focus. Use the stratagem in your opponent's shooting phase when you allocate a ranged attack to a Ravenwing vehicle from your army. Until the end of your next turn, or until the start of your next turn, that model has a four-up invuln against ranged attacks. But in addition to that, so the vehicles don't get jink anymore; they only get a virus stratagem. However, uh, you fans of the classic jink rule will be happy to know that it's still alive and well amongst the second company's forces. But if you can't afford to advance for that four-up, a delicious four-up invuln, uh, it's good to know that high-speed focus has you in a pinch. So to so me, they... that reads that the bikes still get it, but the anything that's a vehicle doesn't get it. Uh... That's how that reads to me. But you can't afford to do that if you pinch. No. Or does do you think does that still count for everything? Do you think? Because uh... why would you get? Why would you it get just, the access it, to a stratagem? That... That just reads to me as um, Ravenwing have Jink. High speed focus. Uh, no, no, no. The, the paragraph but, but, underneath. But you have to advance. Yeah. Which you're going to be doing yeah, anyway. It's, yeah, it's it's saying that if you can't advance. Oh right, can, okay. You could just use this stratagem for the same. Effect. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear, when I first looked at it, it said that differently. But I honestly can't remember. <laughs> I thought it said specifically something about bikes only having it. Because high-speed focus stratagem is way closer to what Jink is than what Jink is. Yeah. As in, like, Jink used to be, you know, someone was shooting you and you go, phew, evasive maneuver. It's, what's it called? Fire and Fade. Kind of like Fire and Fade. No. Fire and Fade is a move. Yeah. Oh, you mean like lightning fast reflexes. That's the one. That's the only two Eldar stratagems I know of. Okay. Yeah, that's because of like both yeah, the, the, the ones that every they are only used. Mm-hmm. Low pass reflexes is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but again, again, a lot of this is just kind of showing off that they are trying to build as fluffy of a list as possible, or at least in terms of giving you very fluffy rules. And just like the little addendum at the bottom, is just we can hear the white scars howling from here. Yeah, because yeah, well... get fucked, white scars. Yeah, I was gonna say what's. What's the point of playing White Scars now? There isn't one. Okay, cool. Just make well, no, you can you, you can have intercessors. If you don't like painting black, you can paint white instead. Pretty much. You can have curved swords. I mean, and, uh, yeah, true. Yeah, That's basically it. There is, at this point, next to no reason to play White Scars. Apart from the fact of, obviously, the Ravenwing, you are very limited in your choice. But at yes. the same time, you're doing the thing the White Scars are in their entire point of their faction and doing it better. Yeah, I guess the difference is Ravenwing are elite guys on bikes. The White Scars are everybody is on a bike and very fast. Yeah, yeah. point mm. difference. Definitely. Including those intercessors foot slogging. They have tiny wheels. They have heelys. So therefore, they are currently on bikes. Yeah. Yes. We need some tactical that, healies, that's what we need. And obviously we've got the very photoshopped picture here. Oh my gosh, look, I was looking at that, and I was like, it looks, the lighting is just so off. It's honestly... It's really weird. It look, it's, it's so a... jarring. Honestly, yeah, they've done a good job. I, I don't think it's actually that bad, but it's... 
It's just... It's just bizarre. Weird. Mm. Yeah. I think it looks absolutely hideous. <laughs> it's funny. Do you know, oh, I, I'm, think, I'm, I think you're right. I think they have done a good job. If it was a rush job, if someone said, oh, you, by the way, you've got like half a day to do this picture. Or even didn't. then, they can't do it because they can't get to the office because of COVID. I don't think they could have done better. No, probably not. It's just funny to see. It just yeah, looks weird. Because at the end of the day, that will always look awkward because it's just not on a base. Or yeah, same or with this one as well. See, that one looks so much better. Yeah, I think I don't know if this was a Photoshop job either, to be honest. I don't think it, it is. is. No, I don't think it, it is, is actually. Yeah, it is. Is it? it is. Yeah, there was, a out, there was a new bike. Those are the Outrider bikes, right? Uh, so they, pho- wait, no, they yeah, photoshopped yeah. the Primaris bikes into an old picture. Okay, yeah, probably. that one, because we're having the debate of whether it's 50-50 and also screwing over the audio listeners because we're looking at a picture, it yeah. is, yeah, I think that's that's fair enough. It's a good Photoshop job. Yeah. We'll move away from the Ravenwing a bit, they're, though. Oh, sorry, they're doing, they're, they're doing their best. They're trying. They're trying with yeah, what they've got. Cool. Um, but this article for the Deathwing came out today. Uh, so I've only had a very cursory glance over it, and the main title is Terminator's Secure Objectives. It's the best wing. It is the Death Wing. So, uh, their first company, same kind of rule, is whether you have a Vanguard detachment with Death Wing and or Inner Circle, then you get the first company ability. Which means if your warlord's in it, you get the plus three command points back. And anything that's a Terminator, basically has apart from Deathwing Knights, uh, have obsec. So like, Deathwing Knights yeah. belongs to shields and flails. Yes. Yeah. They're they're the, the super special ones, but yeah, just your normal Deathwing Terminators. Dark Angels have these schmucks. These schmucks do. Batman doesn't, they do. Uh, but one extra bonus that they have here is in order to actually add a, a unit to the Deathwing, uh, you have to up the power and you have to pay extra points. Instead of a stratagem to be able to do it, it is extra points now. Captain is 20 points. A Primaris Lieutenant with the Storm Shield from the Indominus box, 15 points. Any Dreadnought, I'm assuming. 15 points. Mm -hmm. Land Raiders, 10 points. Repulsors, 10 points. Storm Raven gunships and transports that can transport... Transport unit that can transport Terminator models, 10 points. So instead of like... It kind of opens up a lot of your options. Because Deathwing could obviously not have Repulsors. They had to basically half and half with the normal one. They... Why specify Land Raider if you're going to have transport you transport to oh, There are specific Fortress. Yeah, the, uh, there's a bigger drop pod, I think. Or... No, I mean, like, is there Land Raiders that can't transport? I think so. Oh. I don't know, actually. That's that's something well, we have to... Co- oh, no, um, Spartans. The, uh, the HQ choice, Land Raider. Oh, yeah. But also, technically, a Spartan... If someone wanted to bring a Deathwing Spartan assault tank, because that that's just a yeah, it's just a big land raider, but it is a transport that can transport Terminator units. So they're just trying to cover their bases. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's, it's just, nice, yeah. It's just for the best. Yeah, and it's, it's nice to see that it's similar to how they have the kill team upgrades for the de- for the Death Watch, 
that it is just a point upgrade. You know, yes, you're paying a little bit extra, but it gives you a lot more flexibility. And being able to just take a repulsor, you know, with your blade guard veteran in it, yeah, that makes sense. And that means you could, you know, you've got a Deathwing fucking repulsor around, which is kind of scary. But they don't, they haven't shown off their, um, their doctrine here, though. They've just made mention of this in the Rites of Initiation. But they will, if anyone obviously can't, anyone upgraded with these does get the inner circle or Deathwing keyword, which means they get whatever their super doctrine is. I assume it's going to be quite good considering you're paying for it. Yeah, points. you would hope. Yeah, I mean, the whole point of it is that you can be included in this Deathwing army and get all the bonuses from that as well. Yeah, so which is actually quite nice. I think we're going to see a lot more of that, of just you know, instead of really barring you off, you just pay a little bit of extra points. But then you actually be able to get the benefit because sometimes, unless it, they actually was a very specific reason, you couldn't take, like, if there was a very, very specific reason that you couldn't take a repulsor and make it Deathwing, that would be fair. But they're actually like, well, they probably can because of these reasons. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll just make it a points upgrade and go from there and then everyone's happy and everyone gets the benefit. So we're going to see, which I'm looking forward to seeing, more varied um, Deathwing armies because instead of just having Terminator spam mixed with a supporting force of normal Dark Angels, you could probably have an entire Deathwing force with vehicles, with Dreadnoughts, and just appear around the board and cause chaos. And I think that's going to be super cool. And more importantly, Blade Guard veterans. Oh yeah, because they're kind. They're still pretty nuts. Um, oh, they're so cool. And they do so cool. Benefit. If you go, if oh, you go sorry. back up to what has the Deathwing rules, uh, it doesn't include impulses. I'm pretty sure, which sucks. Uh, Blade Guard can't get an impulses, can they? Yeah, they can. Can they? Oh, okay. Yeah, they can. Yeah, but I don't see the point. I think the right one. Okay, so yes, you can't charge out of them, but you can just plonk them on an objective and go, I'm not coming off this. Mm. True. Yeah. But just no, I, I actually, yeah, that is a fair point that the Impulsor is missing from this list, and I feel like it shouldn't be. I think it's mostly because it's meant to be a Phobos thing, because, I mean, yeah, it's the Phobos that. Oh, yeah. Like, it. technically, how often are you going to have Blade Guard veterans sitting inside one of those? In the law's yeah. perspective, you're probably not going to have it very often. No. It's like the same reason a rhino. I, I, right. I, I, at the end yeah. of the day, you can put them in. Can you, you can put them in the repulsor, but the convention repulsor makes more sense. Mm. So, you know, it, it's a niche thing you're asking for at that point. Yeah. And especially because, obviously, speaking of the blade guard veterans, that they gain. Uh... Oh no, this this point will matter to the blade guard veterans, but it matters to pretty much any other deathwing unit that it does a lot of shooting. One CP for deathwing assault. In, uh, use the strategy in your shooting phase when a deathwing unit is selected to shoot. Each time a model in that unit makes a ranged attack, if it was set up on the battlefield this turn as a report as a result of a teleport homer or teleport strike, add one to the attack's wound roll. That well, is quite scary. Nice. That is that's quite scary. Plus one to wounds is nuts. What ranged weapons can have you on a on a nice deathwing unit? That would. Stone bolters, plasma cannons, assault cannons, assault cannons, cannons yeah, the, yeah, the missiles. Okay. Yeah, that's that's good. Just <laughs> quickly looking at just a normal Terminator squad. Plus one to wound with an assault cannon's nasty. Yeah, and especially because it, it depends on how many of them you can take, because you can probably take quite a few. 
The fact that you, when you take a Cyclone Missile Launcher, you keep your Storm Bolter, it's just a nutty amount of shots mm. at that point. Cyclone yep. Missile Launchers, Assault Cannons, Heavy Flamers... Uh... I forget Heavy Flamers are 12-inch range. Yeah, oh, plus what to wound with a Heavy Fl- Flamer is actually heavy. scary. Flamers. It's so about weird it. to me that I've not properly been able to play ninth that Flamers have 12-inch range now. Yeah, it's one of those things that we've it's just been one way for so long, you don't expect it any other way. I'm gonna have so also, just that we haven't played first. since it changed. Mm, that's true. But no, I think this is going to be... Because there's only one CP, we're going to be seeing those turn two uh, key units in an army just exploding because the Deathwing Terminators have turned up. Yeah, And you can kit yeah. the, you can very much kit them in a very, very specific way. And also, once you've shot at them, if there's any left, you're in charging distance anyway because you're, you're just outside of nine. So you're charging what's left, which is a very Deathwing thing to do. Yeah. Okay, and and speaking of our, because the Deathwing Knights aren't going to get left out of this, of course, we've got them, their no oh, no so foe good. too great to subdue stratagem for 2CP. Use the stratagem in the fight phase when a Deathwing Knights unit from the army is chosen to fight until the end of the phase, each time a model in that Deathwing Knights unit makes an attack with the Mace of Absolution, which I believe they can all take, Except for the sergeant. Apart from the sergeant. Against an enemy vehicle or monster, add once the attacks wound roll and AP. So Oof. good. There they are. Them them boys with their cloak, their uh, robes, big shields, and big-ass maces. What are the yeah, stats so on those maces? The Thunderhammers. Oh. So what? So strength, 10, minus 3, flat 3 damage? Uh, yeah. So they become uh, strength ten minus yeah. four, with extra with an extra attack. Well, and you'll put plus one. Well, sorry, not not an extra attack. Uh, plus one to wound, which means you're wounding knights on twos. Because fuck knights, yeah. am I right? Sometimes the strength ten. I think the strength eight. The strength it, it it depends on it depends on the times two. Oh right, I think Terminators are strength. Yes, Terminators are strength four, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Unless the knights are suddenly strength five for whatever reason, which, in all honesty, Something. they could be, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't know because I wouldn't have had any time to care. Um, but you know, okay, so you're strength eight. You're then wounding knights on threes. You're wounding every other vehicle on twos. Yep. And you're most likely you are making sure they get into combat because you can take these guys in squads of ten. And you've got some uh, Deathwing uh, characters that can make these better. I know that exists. Oh, man. This is probably going to be a new... Uh, I, I would just be a, just a Deathwing Night Bomb. That's just what it is. Because that's got, what that's the whole point so of them. Carry on, George. Also, as I was saying, these guys are so cool. And also, I love the art that always shows the Deathwing, because it's like... Here's the Deathwing, and I'm just like, this image probably has all of the Deathwing in it. At the same yeah. time, yeah. What if they just get? What if they just lose? Deathwing gone. They yeah, won't. but they don't lose because they're Space Marines. They're gonna get crimson fisted. They're just gonna get hit with a missile and explode. Except, except that they're all Terminators, so they just teleport at the last minute, Star Trek style. Mm, that's true. That's yeah. Is that Belial? 
But that is it for those two articles. And yeah, no, I'm. I think that these guys are going to be very, very spicy when they come out. As somebody who played them in 7th edition, because I thought Deathwing were really cool, I'm sad that I don't play them now. Mm. But there was no point in keeping those models, because you honestly didn't know. Those are some solid rules. I mean, mean, annoyingly, because Evan was like, hey, I got some Deathwing Knights lying around if you want them. I'm like, don't you fucking tear... Don't you tempt me. Whole ten. Oh. A whole ten. Yeah, that's pretty much all you need, to be fair. That's what, yeah, like, that's five hundred points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's probably that's a lot. That's a quarter of your army, but goddamn, it's worth it. I'm excited like to see. I'm excited to see a bit more about how their actual doctrine works and how the normal Dark Angels will fit into this, especially because, as as we know, they are, you know interrogator chaplains and plasma are the two main things that come out of uh that come out of the dark angels i don't think i missed an article though did i Is there, was there one extra no there wasn't i think it was just those two the other ones were two. um age of sigma stuff this week right yeah, yeah like a no. non-character uh, lumineth one yeah but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how um how they unfold because just having that amount of plasma stuff is cool and they're the only army that can really take hell blasters and they actually be a good idea so uh, the assault is pretty good at the moment mm, but they're gonna ha- they're gonna at least give you like a huge boost to that before like w- w- with now they're gonna actually give you options for that which is gonna be really interesting plus then you know seeing how some of the characters interact and you know their actual what their main ben- super doctrine benefit is we'll see you know, but we will end up having uh, a review of that codex mm. the after the Saturday it actually comes out because we have we need we we GW don't know who we are yet, so we can't get a review copy. But that's fine because we'll one day, I'll probably at some point have access to a Dark Angels army, and we'll just play it. And if anything, it's just a cool book. So yeah. it is a cool one. Yeah. Speaking of cool stuff. Let's talk about you, George. Me? Yeah. Because What have I done? What's your favourite colour, George? Probably what like what what colour paint? No, so apparently it'd be blue. We've got two Johns now. Yeah, oh, I'm way up there. I'm in the wrong place. Yeah, because this is what happens if you don't turn up on time. <laughs> Get his ass. Get his ass. Sorry. I mean, it's understandable. You're probably doing a thing like that was actually important. So I was my uh, my D and D had to start late, so we finished. That's late. very important. <laughs> That's fair. I feel like mine ran mine ran all, until half eleven yesterday. Yeah, I guess that much. Whoops. What? <sighs> Bear with me. But you know, I think because uh, I think a point was made that a mm-hmm. good idea for us is to spend a little bit of time actually kind of introducing ourselves properly because you know we've been doing this podcast for five weeks now a little bit more um and no one really has any idea of who we are and we've never talked about it we've just kind of said we're on the internet and we like models i mean it depends on what you mean by who we are because i'm i'm certainly not a fan of the everyone go around the classroom 
and tell us your name, where you're from, and one interesting thing about yourself. Because mm. that, that I find well, that that's cringe. <laughs> that's mad cringe. Yeah. What's your uh, mother's maiden name? What's what's your bank account details? What are your um, personality traits, bonds, and flaws? <laughs> Do a D and D style. <laughs> but to be to be fair, I think it's it's one of those things that will come up over time of just our personality was shine through anyway but i think because there was a point that was mentioned and i thought maybe we should try but no you're probably you might be right it's probably a bit cringe i think um yeah i think it's we don't necessarily need to bring in who we are currently or who we have been we're just gonna be ourselves and or who that were in itself you will create a personality that's the main question is who were you essentially we all played warhammer yeah, well, essentially back when i was steven no um <laughs> Back where I was, him. Worth, I think it's worth being like. Uh, we don't talk well, about this. We got what we do. I mean, yeah, think. that's true. I mean, because we're gonna, we're going to talk about that a bit anyway. Because um, one thing I wanted to try and do, as uh, I mentioned it on the Tuesday stream, on the hobby stream, and we were talking about it on Tuesday, that I am going to try and find more three D printing projects that we can all take mm -hmm. parts in. Uh, and just see what we do with the uh, with the paints that we have. Maybe use uh, use it as an excuse to try different styles, uh, and just you know do a do a thing talking about three D printing, because I like three D printing. Um, with the two styles there are resin printing is something I definitely more prefer. It's a little bit more messy, but it's surprisingly a lot easier to get into, because you just get the machine. You do the most basic leveling of just making sure that your print head is flat, and that's it. You just fill the tub up with resin, find a nice model that you like for your D&D character on either Hero Forge, Patreon, or My Mini Factory, shove that USB stick in there, and then off it goes. And you can get some like uh, I printed um I printed a couple things already because I printed what did I printed John's uh from when we did a Starfinder campaign back in the day. Uh, I printed off his character uh, Chip Stibbins, the fast-talking mouse gunslinger. Uh, but his arm fell off, uh, so I will print him another one uh, because when it's like super spindly bits, they're not that—it's not that strong. But also, honestly, it's pretty strong. That was just on me. I threw him across the room. Yeah, like a tip. Uh, obviously, then printed John's uh, partner's uh, Julakesh. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the very flamboyant. Uh, horny lizard. Very good. It was um, very honestly, it was a great model as well. Oh, it's a really, it's a really cool model, and love how it was designed. And and then kind of just try and find more things that I'd want to print as well. Um, a lot of people end up using three D printing to talk, to print terrain. Uh, if you can get a three D printer that does things like F, uh, which is FDM or which uses filament based rolls of uh, spools of plastic that are melted and then. Uh, printed upwards and through via layer and layer uh, up to and you can get you can just make large things that don't uh, if you did it in the same way in resin it would take quite a lot of time and money to do so how does the resin one work then if not so yeah the, the two types being FDM uh, which is as I mentioned the, the plastic one resin yeah. uses a vat of resin and it shoots mm -hmm. uh, a UV light underneath uh, so the, the resin tank is in the middle basically of the whole of the system the bed the printing bed goes down into the vat and every layer is just exposed through um 
bit like a lot of uh, high high den- uh, intensity UV lights, right? Which cures the resin on every layer. So that as the more as the print head will go up down, and then it will flash again up down, flash again up down, and then you'll layer it over time, which allows you due to the screens right. that how the light comes through, which are at this point they're just phones. They're like the same screens you get if you needed to replace your phone screen. Um, but those phone screens are getting such higher and higher resolution. So are these 3D printers. So you can get a... Like, my one that I've got downstairs, which is the Elegoo Mars Pro 2, uh, which was about... When I got it, it was about 300 quid on Amazon. Which is actually, for a entry-level resin printer, is really cheap. They are getting cheaper. I got mine... Actually, no, I think yeah. it was about 250. I got... Yes, it was two fifty because I. That's why I spent the extra money that would have made it full price, uh, on a on a cleaning and curing machine. Uh, for it, which is made by the same brand, um, but you can get a full, three D printing kind of suite ready, or even just the printer and some resin, for roundabout at this point now as I've been seeing the prices around two hundred pound maybe less. And resin is not that expensive. You get you pay you pay about twenty five quid. You get a re- relatively good like two liter of resin. You're only using a little bit of resin at the time, and you you are after your print because you're not using the whole thing. You just filter it back into the bot into the into the bottle, and then you can use it again later. And you can get some really high uh, high quality prints with that. So what I'm going to do is there is a company called Anvil Industries, I think it is, uh, who make a lot of uh, bits and additionals and custom models for use in uh, a lot of war games, but they do have a large selection of Guardsman minis and Guardsman bits for 40k. They released right. what looked to be a Titanfall kit bash with a Sentinel, uh, is the best way I can describe it. Because instead yep. of it being, it's a walker with a ch- with a chassis, but it has two arms holding a gun, instead of no arms and an undermounted like las cannon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it was nine dollars uh, for the Patreon. Yeah, Anvil in- AnvilIndustry.co.uk. Yeah, uh, it was nine dollars for the Patreon to get it, and then they're going to be adding more versions of like the different heads you can get and everything, and the different pieces of armor and all like shoulder-mounted missiles. They said they were going to add as well, and I've got the access to the files now, so I could just print that as many times as I wanted. And that's the thing, is that you can find... Obviously, depending on the game, there is sometimes manufacturers involved where you may not be able to use these bits. So, for example, 3D printing stuff for your Games Workshop minis will mean that you cannot use that model in a Games Workshop event. Um, I mean, true, but also with some of the games, like Blood Bowl... Yeah. uh, they don't care, I don't think, as much because you literally can't get a lot of the minis. Yeah, I think uh, it depends on how seriously the competitive scene is taken. Yeah. I think it's pretty I much think... just 40k and Sigma, to be honest. Yeah, I think with Blood Bowl, they don't care because there's a there's a whole thing of it. It's literally just a case of it. I mean, obviously, this might change in the future because of new Blood Bowl. Mm. Um, but it's very much a case of if they went, oh, you can't use those. Everyone would go, cool, we're gonna go play somewhere else now because yeah, yeah. you know, like. That's just how it is. There's yeah. so much third-party Blood Bowl stuff. Like yeah, it's great. And it, 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 it's having a 3D printer, kind of, yeah. but Blood Bowl is just amazing. It just kind of shows as well that I think with the age of kind of 3D printers coming into the hobby, and more and more um, third-party companies who have been making bits for a while, 
are then seeing this technology and like this actually then could actually run like keep our costs down because obviously once you've bought that once you bought that part if you are caught you know trying to sell off the bits for that then they'll just dob you in because that is breaking the uh, the free use license on that uh, on the thing that you've bought it's a personal use like like it's yeah. when you do things over personal or commercial use so i could i could yeah. not take that new anvil mech looking thing make loads of them and sell the bits off because if they found out then they could sue me but it yeah, also absolutely. means that at least for companies like that who are extremely talented with a lot of the bits that they end up making and mm-hmm. with these a lot of these printers coming being one very cheap to get into in reality for a hobby like this and a lot more of like a lot more designers are enter- entering the space as well because they just they don't need to worry about molding and casting minis they can more just, just model something model. make it put it in put it into a cheetu box or whatever like 3d printing program and print it we're actually mm. going to get a larger variety and yeah it's a fair point because you know blood bowl minis some of them don't exist there are some there's a lot of war games that exist that don't have minis at all that just say use whatever minis you want this is how my game works and, and it, it's entirely up to you up to the person at that point so putting the that power into the into the consumer's hand sometimes can reduce running costs but on the flip side of that can make things difficult because no i've i've seen a lot of these 3d printing things coming out they haven't this this one thing from anvil is the one thing that i've seen that's closest to anything that can match gw uh, yes mm. can i ask um fizzy take a breath you've uh obviously extremely no drink about left. this um, <laughs> Most but yeah uh it i think with the whole 3d printing thing as you said it opens up so many possibilities for other games mm. and for kit bashing i think the idea that you had recently of giving us all um a similar model to kit bash in alternate ways i'm super excited for i'd love to do that it's gonna be a cool video because i'm gonna turn it into an actual like descriptor about talking about 3d printing so yeah, this is just this, this is just the preview to that yeah <laughs> yeah um oh no but i was going to uh ask are we for another first few times that we did this you wanted us to bring uh little subjects to talk about mm. Um, I was going to ask, just because I've been thinking about this recently, with the new Drakari Codex coming out soon, mm-hmm. um, I guess this kind of goes for all Xenos Codexes as they come out. What are changes that people want to see to make armies fluffier? Oh, I got Ooh. I yeah. That's uh, a fact. That's a fact. So, <laughs> Elder, right? This is what I wanted to do for Craftworld Elder. I want them to get the old codex. I want them to throw it in the fucking bin and burn it because it's boring <laughs> as shit. Don't start. get me wrong. Craftworld Elder are strong. Are they interesting? <laughs> Fuck no. They've got oh, we can run and shoot with weapons, and when we fight Sanesh, we get a bit sad and a bit angry. Though that's their two faction rules. That is it. Nice, love it. Then they have strong guns. That's Elder. 
And then all of the Aspect Warriors are just boring as shit for the most part, and they just need to build it for the fucking ground up. Mm. Like, Battle Focus... It's just bad. They did bin it. Like, it's just weird. Like, in... So in the fluff, Battle Focus isn't just we go fast. It's like an entire trench the entire fucking military goes into. Mm. They're stupidly strong. They need stuff to reflect that, not, um... We're fast, and then just... We can run and shoot assault with assault weapons and stuff fine, but heavy, ooh, no, it's just like, ugh. It just sucks. But heavy, but, Yeah, I, but... I think their codex now, I mean, it always has, kind of, but definitely just feels like, hey, we've, you know, got different equipment and some abilities of a, of what Space Marines get. Not all of them. Uh, I guess. They don't yeah. feel like Space Marines because they're squishy, right? But oh, it's no, just no, because of the, but like, they're yeah, just they're... boring. Yeah, but like none of their abilities feel unique to them. It's just some of the abilities that Space Marines have, which is painful because in um, in seventh edition, all the Aspect Warrior units were so interesting because they had like fucking three abilities each. Mm. Um, like a Fire Dragon unit had the ability to one shot tanks easily, consistently, and that was their whole thing. Now, That's so scary. Now, now they, of one. I don't know something tiny. That's just like okay. Essentially, yeah. fire dragons would need, like, reroll hits and wounds against tanks, reroll uh, damage against tanks, and have plus three damage against tanks, and they would be as good as they were like last time, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of level they were at before. Yeah, yeah. They lost a lot of the fluffy feel of being okay against everything else but tanks they were just like time to fucking go i'm in half range of a tank i'm going mm. to remove it from existence yeah. it was great great fun if you compare them to like every other heavy weapons squads that has come out uh in the last Since. year yep yep so that would be retributors havocs and devastators so havocs are what toughest five and can move and shoot with heavy weapons and they've got like a special weapon that nobody else can have. Mm -hmm. um, retributors, which are sisters of battle, can move and shoot with heavy weapons. They gain <laughs> plus six inches on flamers. No. Yep. Yeah, plus six inches on flamers. No, plus three inches on flamers. Three. Mm. Uh, and they've got a stratagem that lets them, depending on the weapon that they're using, get a buff, and the one for Melters is plus 12 inch range, plus 2 damage, I think? Probably. It's something dumb. It's something really dumb. Uh, so you can literally move 6 inches with them and have 36 inch range melter shots, or 15 inch range heavy flamers. Like, mm. it's it's mad. Yeah. So and you got devastators can do the same now. I think. Mm -hmm. Right. And then yeah. And then uh oh, that's not for shoot. But um yeah. Then your fire dragons, which are have a seven inch move. They hit on threes. They have that they have melters that are worse than everyone else's melters because they're called fusion guns and didn't get the buff. I'm pretty sure. And only one shot. Uh, they're one shot because they're not multi melters. They're twelve inch range. Um. Mm. And it's like, yeah, they can advance and shoot because they're assault weapons with no penalty, which is, I mean, almost every army can have access to now. Mm. And they reroll once against vehicles and monsters to wound. And that's it. They're just that's bad. They've been so dumbed down. In reality. But I, again, I don't think it's necessarily a 
I don't really think I'm asking in terms of buffs, although you definitely answered my question to begin with. Well, it's it's they're not it's not necessarily like they're it's not annoying because they're bad. I guess it's more annoying that they don't even feel like well, they're they should, not they're, interesting. They As you said, they don't feel fluffy. They're boring. Yeah, yeah interesting boring. is a hard is a hard category to try and get into though, and I think definitely one armies that's gonna struggle with that is Tyranids. Yeah. Tyranids, it's, yeah. it's stacked against them real hard right now. Because I was going to say with uh, just just on the Eldar one with Craftworld um, aspect hosts, you could easily just as long as you make every single aspect completely busted, but like point them accordingly, they're going to be worth taking. Well, and then you've got um, Tyranids. Tyranids have got just sort of. The whole point is that they sort of adapt to different roles, but they just end up having different levels of how much acid they're throwing at you. Mm. But I think, well, this is what I'm saying. I think that needs to change, I think, mm. so that different, um, I guess, genuses. The hive worlds. Different routes, depending on which way they've come in from. Yeah. High worlds, high um, fleets, yeah, have completely different mutations. I would love to see, um, say, if you took uh, a certain high fleet, all of your gaunts had this special rule. Mm. Like, like if they were if... all had poison or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think there is, like, um, one of the high fleets gets poisoned, like blades. It's like reroll ones with scything talons or something like that. Yeah, gorgon just get reroll ones to wound in combat. That's the one. Mm. Um, but like, if it was a case of uh, Hormagaunts could reroll all wounds, or something stupid like that, you, yeah, you take all like... you take Hormagaunts then. Well, there's a stratagem that is reroll. I know it's not. Sorry, it's exp it's uh, exploding sixes. Sacks, but... Hmm. But yeah, yeah, so I, just yeah. things that give like big buffs to specific styles of units. Mm. Yeah, I think they're definitely because I, I it kind of go. fits along what GW have already started to do, which is they're trying to make these codexes that they're releasing give everyone as many options as possible. So it's, it's just yeah. having options that are one balanced against each other in terms of viability, also then linking to having high fleets or your sub factions that have that slight addition or something extra. Um, which and then something in reality to try and compete with some with like the super doctrine of some sort, I think is a key key thing because we saw with the Necrons they had the you get to kind of like choose a mode or something. Yeah, protocols. you choose uh, five out of six protocols um, at the start of the game, mm -hmm. and they activate in certain order per turn. See something uh, like that for a, for a Tyranid Hive fleet because based off of what the like the hive mind is wanting to do or like yeah. specifically uh, like yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the first turn the the drones like they get like the hormigons get the drone keyword and they get like plus three to their movement but then like later yeah. on when you're deploying and birthing the big boys they all get buffs later on and it's like it's that kind of okay. dynamic maybe it is like an I, I, I think, like, like, I, I think I know what, how they fix I think I know how they fix turnits though I think Lay it on they us. need to fix how summoning works in 40k and give Terranids the ability to just keep bringing shit on the board. Yeah. When a Gaunt unit dies, yeah, that, they should just fucking replace that shit. Mm. Like something like that. Like like in Sigma, there's like a lot of the 
fully, fully so crazy horde armies. That's what I'm gonna say. The big horde armies, right? The big ones, the uh, the clan Mulder, the um, the Spider Gates, and all that. They have ways of just being like, oh, you killed a unit of forty rats or forty goblins. Cool, they are back now, and it doesn't even cost me anything. Whereas Tyranids, if you want to use the fucking thing that adds things to Gaunt's back, mm -hmm. it costs you points. You might. They, they used to do this in. Cannons. They also did this in. They had this in Seventh Edition, and they were a fucking annoying to fight. Mm. I mean, to be fair, um, one of the only armies that has that was kind good. of all in forty k. Just side point of one of the only armies that has that in forty k is orcs with stem the green tide, and it's three CP to do that. Yeah. Yes, you get to completely just reappear on in behind your opponent in their deployment zone with yeah, thirty boys. Is, orc boys are scary. Gaunts yeah, no, it's are got useless. A, yeah, that's got a twenty problem. boys can can destroy pretty much anything you throw them into. You can't do that with gaunts. Not, yeah, not necessarily you... with Gaunts, but yeah, it's the same kind of thing of like just as a compare and contrast that, that one army has something like that. But an army where you think that would make more sense doesn't. But yeah, no, I, that might not be a bad idea. It's just, you know, fixing how some it's, well, spawning, they'll probably call it or something well, like that. I think, yeah. Yeah. as we were saying with things of like... things. Gaunts no. are yes. there to get in the way. Yeah. Yeah, so and let then... them get in the way more by having them come back, right? Yeah, mm. I don't think they should be killies. They shouldn't be. They're not law-wise. They're not killies. They stand yeah. in the way. You shoot them. You go to reload your gun, and then a Carnifex jumps over a rhino and yeah. steps on you. Mm. That's the thing. That, yeah. That's why I don't want them to make them stronger. I just want them to make yeah. them endless. Yeah, because I, I, that's what Tyranids are, right? It's a fucking terrifying endless horde of just bio mutants. Yeah. yeah. Could insane. you imagine if they made them so damage carried over when you shot at them, but they just come back next turn? <laughs> Jesus, fucking like, they keep coming. They keep coming on from your board edge, but they, they're so, like, always there. It would make it a real pain in the ass to take the I genuinely objectives. Think, I genuinely think it would be a good idea to have them, as you said, whenever they spawn, spawn from your board edge, and that way you could have, let's say, a warlord with you know a certain fleet. His special ability or his special ability is that instead of them coming back from the board edge, they come back from this queen. Instead, yeah, because yeah, like, there is the whole, like, there is the one even just like six inches in from the border. What's, edge, right? what's just, the like... spawner called? That like big fucker that births the, the whole Stormlord. Oh, no, 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 the, the one that uh, births the the, the Hormagons. Yeah, have Hormagons. a Termagog, which you can make a Warlord actually. Yeah. That would be a great Warlord trait for them because it comes obviously comes out of them, and it is yeah. they kind of have that ability anyway, but just jack that up. They do, yeah. Uh, and like Evan, I yeah. think I I want to know what your opinion is on this kind of. What would you do to a uh, to a Xenos army to really fuck with it? Because obviously we know your opinions on chaos. We know what we mm. you know you need to do with chaos. But Xenos is a, is a, is always a weird one because it's each army is trying to be as different as all of the Imperium and all of chaos. That, that's the thing with Xenos factions is like Space Marines, they're boring. But Xenos factions, they want to make them interesting. But by making them interesting, they go. These rules are interesting, but are they good? Mm. Mostly the answer is no. Um, I mean, look at Gene Stealer Cult. They're in such a position now where you basically can't play them. Same thing with Drakari. You, you you can't play them at all. And Tau. Unless you're just... Oh, Tau, yeah, Tau's a different thing entirely. Oh, Tau even interesting? Like, come on, no. they're fucking bad. It's yeah, just, it's just, blue, it's just well. blue, anyway, blue Imperial Guard. Like... It is, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where... They just need new books. Like we just need to wait, 
and eventually yeah. it will be good. I, I, I mean, look, look at the books you've seen so far. Yes, they're all everything's in power armor currently. Uh, so it's all basically the same thing. Yeah. Necrons was good though, right? That's the thing. Yes, Necrons it was, was Necrons, impressive. <laughs> Necrons are like one of the best armies at the moment, which they were, they were awful. Feels nice to say. They were completely considering, considering they went from nobody wants to play against them in seventh to not that good of an army. To, to nobody wants to play them. Yeah, still wants to play <laughs> against them again is um refreshing. Hmm. I mean, they were so bad that it literally pushed one of our friends out of the hobby for an entire edition. Which friend is this? Yep. Elliot. Elliot. He, he oh, right, yeah. Friends, and he was like, I don't want to play them because they're that bad. So he just didn't play 40k for all of eight. It was still fun. That was like four or five years as <laughs> well. I mean, I... I kind of started to play more Think anyway because I just think it's, I prefer it. Yeah. But I guess, I, yeah. Because like the thing is as I well, so we're gonna the Drukari book. I book I think is gonna be that kind of. This is setting up. If like depending on how that book goes, is kind of setting up, the the bar. Because I think we talked about this before, saying that the Necron book, it's hard to compare against the Necron book because it had to be good. Because they got a vast load of units stuff. at yeah. their uh, as soon as they released for the new edition. Drukari uh, aren't, that... are getting what? They're getting one new character. No, they're getting no. a new model for a pre-existing character. Right. On yeah. that note of the um, Drukari book coming out, in terms of a fluffy change that we'd want to see to them, mm. like how they play, I would love. If they had some sort of rule, I guess it would be a secondary objective, um, to do with prisoners. Yeah. Oh. Because their whole thing, the point that they ever attack anywhere is it's a raiding party. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So I know that they're restructuring the way they work as a whole. It's so, the raiding party thing more as yeah, well. That's so the point of the restructure. Instead of being, oh, it's a really awkward thing where you take like a patrol and a patrol and a patrol yeah. and hang on a minute. You take three patrols and you get it's like garbage. an arsenal of command points back or something like that. Yeah, but, you, but it doesn't really work. But you just, but you have nothing but uh, witches, and, witches and stuff in the fucking garbage. Yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, I've got five cabalites, five witches, and. Witches um, need to be good in the new book. If they aren't okay. good, they are fucked First up. First of all, with, with witches, GW <laughs> need to realize that they're bad because every Drakari article has been like, wow, witches <laughs> are such a poor unit. They're brilliant. It's like, no, they're not. They're toughness three, they have a six up in Voln against shooting. Yes, it goes to a four up when, not, sorry, if they get into combat, which they don't. It sounds like Admech. They don't. It sounds like, so it sounds like just got... a guard. It sounds like Admech infantry. It's like, oh, we are toughness three with a six up invuln save. You yeah, find Admech infantry have fantastic guns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's the have guns. <laughs> Witches literally have knives, and they're either a five man squad, which do literally nothing, but they can go in a venom, a hmm. ten man squad, which again is no man's land of, hey, we've got like. 30 attacks at strength 3 with no AP, you're just going to shrug all the wounds all off, the or then you have a 20 have. man, which can't get in a transport, and just gets shot by bolters, because that's all you need to kill them. Mm. Yeah. 20 of those so, coming I, out I, of a Ravager. I, I think it was when now. when Sisters came out, I think it was, uh, which was obviously also after the Psychic Awakening, or Elder. Yeah. I remember being so fucking frustrated with GW. Like, clearly you know how to do these things, you're just not doing them. Uh, when it was like, 
Italian banshees are awful, right? They have, and they've all, they've had the exact same problem for fucking years since like sixth edition. Mm-hmm. When it's their job is that they ignore Overwatch and can kill Marines good because they have AP three power swords, right? Mm-hmm. Simple. Everyone understands that. Everyone's cool. agreed. If everyone agrees, that's the whole point of them. Then uh, the problem is they're always strength three, which means that they can't wound space marines. They have barely any attacks, so they don't have enough attacks to make up for their low strength. Mm. Especially with two wounds. And space marines are also strength four base, which means they get wounded on the three, and they haven't got very good saves. Like all of this is a mess, right? Yeah. And when they did like awakening, I was like, oh, maybe they'll, they'll sort this out. Absolute dog shit. All of the extra rules for banshees just are garbage. And then you get around to fucking uh, Zephyr. Seraphim are like, oh, hello, oh, Zephyrim, yeah. They're like, oh, hello, we've got jetpacks and a strong pistol because you could have like loads of fucking shit. A power sword. We can reroll all of our wounds. And I'm pretty sure they have something else as well. And I'm just like, they, what they the can, fuck? They can reroll charges and they can use miracle dice to just, you know, roll the six plus whatever yeah. they want. To be fair, how much is doing pushing the charge, which is just like. Aren't they doing a thing though? Because I, mean, I remember they made. Piss me off. <laughs> didn't they make like some sort of reference quite early to say, oh, the, the Drakari book has got to come out? I think it was during the reveal stream. They hmm. like, well, one of the reveal streams where they were saying, oh, look. Here's a kind of a sneak peek at the oh, one yeah, of the data yeah. sheets. Um, so what is what, what I was saying earlier before the um the witch the witch rant. <laughs> um, cat, that cat is mad. So, yeah, my cat is not upset. That's just I that's mean, just he's upset I'm, with witches. Oh, uh, he's up, he's mad as well. Uh, yeah. So it was <laughs> they're going from the loads of different parties parties patrols yeah. to a system where. Instead of being, we're a witch coven and a second witch coven and a cabal and a homunculus coven, it's now we are a raiding party led by an archon. We're going on one. We're just we're, yeah. going. The lads still, are going they, on one. They will still have rules from being specific witch covens and stuff, though. Yes, I'm pretty sure. But there Which will be now a dark elder army instead of six different groups that just do not work Which by is themselves all we or together. That's all we wanted. And plus, obviously, some slight changes to that. And I know because the Incubi, they showed off, like, they actually have a really good stat line mm-hmm. and a really Incubi, good weapon now. I think Incubi didn't really change. They just have been that good before. But the problem is... Did, when they, did, aren't they hitting on threes now? No, no, they're hitting yeah, on they twos. Got like a, they hit on twos now. They hit on twos like, There was definitely something. It was I two base seeing, and extra was, attacks. But there was something that was quite tasty. Yeah, they are hitting on twos now. They used to be hitting on threes. Yeah, so, like... I think it's a good indication, and I'm really ho- like. Uh, the thing is, annoyingly, in this situation, that a lot of eyes are on that book because whatever happens out of that book is really going to give away their entire game plan about how the rest of the army is going to fall. In terms of specifically Xenos, Imperial Guards, you know, because they're in the middle of this as well, and Imperial Knights. Who fucking knows what's ah, going to happen to them? Guards always get good books. They're fine. Yeah. Guards mm. have not had a bad book. Yeah, exa- exactly. It's like, we don't know what... They're, they're, we could probably just, like, ignore that because, I mean, I'm not going to ignore it because I want one because I want the Tempestus stuff in it. However, I think some, I, it's going to be... should get more of an update and get their own supplement, though. I mean, that would be yeah. sick. That's what I'd like to see. Yeah, but this is the thing it's, as well. It's like... It's... It really... Like, for Imperium, a lot of the stuff for the Imperium is that they've got such a strong base to go off of Chaos needs a lot of work, uh, and they know it needs a lot of work, and we can really hope for that. 
but with the Xenos being that weird outlier, like, case, which is weird mm-hmm. because it's a third of the armies in the game. Like, your three yeah. factions of Imperium, Chaos, and Other, and your well, Other so is supposed to be really diverse, but it's no one, it. like, basically, right. not many people touch them. It's... I hope, I really, really hope, I agree with all of you that I really hope that that book is good. And when we look through it, it's like, right, we can see what they're planning with this. Mm-hmm. And also probably gives one of us a reason to get a Dark Elder army. Right, so what would you change about Tau? Oh, God. Markalites. 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 Right, so again, this isn't to make them good. This is to make them interesting. fluffy. Get rid of them. Markalites are so janky. Uh, they but need to be make fixed. it so crisis suits actually hit on threes because they're the veterans, veterans. and they're supposed to have better targeting like stuff in the suits instead of having to really buy a target uplink. Oh my god, got, I hate it! I hate it so much. Fire warriors hit on fours, crisis suits hit on fours, crisis suit commanders hit on twos. So how math yeah. works? Where's, where's, <laughs> where's, where's the where's the veteran bonus? Well, George, you I could think, spend command points. I think it'd be cool if. Um... I remember the assault moves back in 7th, they were a bit much cool if, instead of moving in the movement phase, you don't move, you shoot, and then you get to move. So it's basically fire and fade, but you don't get to move beforehand. So you, you do it instead of shooting, yes. you, instead of shooting in the movement phase. No, so instead of shooting in the shooting phase, you move in, in the shooting no. phase, and you move and you shoot in the movement phase. No, 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 no. No, instead of moving, mm-hmm. you stay still. Yeah. You then shoot in the shooting phase, and then you move. Ah, right. Yeah. I see what you mean. Like an optimal yeah. Choice. Because that, be cool. that means you're not. That means you can't be in cover, pop out of cover, shoot, and then go back into cover. You mm-hmm. are by cover. You mm-hmm. shoot, and then you go. Yeah, yeah and then you get. And, and then, then you, you get a strategy, just, you like which is like you can use this ability even if you move in yes. movement phase. Yeah, exactly. But at least you're just doing it to one unit. Then not all of them. I would is... like. I'd like to see a sort of super doctrine. Just uh, if you're a Tau army, not like a certain type of stuff. Just Tau in general, mm. make Montcar and Kion that, rather than I will do this thing one turn for things just about around a commander. Oh yes, yeah. Have yeah, it yeah, be yeah. my entire philosophy. This game is going to be strike hard, strike fast. And just I don't think you. there's a single person who likes how Montcar and Kion works. They are. Absolute dog shit. Like the way they work. I hate devices exist. Yeah, especially for They're a super well trained army. In a speech, but I'm turning my Bluetooth headset off. Oh, he's he's talking again. I'm only going to give orders to these people within my line of sight. Here's a bonus as well. Allow it for tanks. Their fucking vehicles should get some extra shit like that because they're all garbage, and it's really sad because. What's the whole? What's the whole thing with uh, Long Strike? The best Tau tank commander in their entirety of their race, and mm-hmm. then um, who's the Imperial Guard tank guy? The famous one, Pask. Pask Night yeah, Commander yeah. Pask, and them having shooting contests at each other, and trying to be like as far away from possible, and then still hitting them. Yeah, that does not translate at all. No, because yeah, no, Long no. Strike's rules are shit. All of the Tau's vehicles that aren't battle suits and aren't Riptides are god-awful, and they should change it, because you can actually have a diverse... When was the last time anyone took a Piranha? No, Piranhas are actually good. 
Are they? Ron is good now. Ron is good now. Oh, fuck. Never. Fuck my entire. Alright, okay. What's the name of the tank? Hammerhead. Hammerheads are bad. Hammerheads. What's the name of the flyer? I don't even remember. The flyer's the yeah. The tiger shark, yeah, yeah. yeah. The hammerhead is good if you take the... <laughs> no one takes that! The experimental weapon for it. That is a, there's a good experimental weapon for hammerheads. Not so, on the railgun, the railgun's a joke. Then there's... Apart from if you take broadsides... Yeah, the coolest part of the model is a joke, you're right. Yeah, but the broadside railgun's <laughs> absolutely yeah. banging. They, they should just, that should just be a weapon option for them, and they should have that as an upgrade. Uh, keep that, that was good. Because people yeah. actually took rail, uh, the railguns on broadsides, and I love it, because that's the cooler version of them. How many- I've noticed, like, yeah. it looks so stupid when they've got, like, 17 missile racks, and they're just kind of clumbering up the board, like they're made I of cardboard. Like I just don't like the pose that they're oh, in. Oh, they, they were, suck! Like, just, like, Go! <laughs> look, like look. Matrix just, like, you All, know, like, look, for, forget fire. about battle suits, right? Forget about them. All I care about with Tau is, like, if I can do Fish and Fury and have devilfish with breaches work really nicely like they should i'm happy yeah that's all i want that's all i want like it would be fun and like again with marker lights the marker lights are so stupid because it's like marker lights are a tax that you pay but you have to pay points for it mm -hmm. you have to pay points to have dudes that only job is to go i hit cool there's a little marker light on that person now you can get reroll ones like every other army has <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Every it's, it's, army it's like, just has to stand next to a dude. Or yeah, or like, get an oh, order, or like something. And, and if you get if you get five hits with marker lights, then you get then you get to hit on threes. What <laughs> a joke! On average, hit threes. On five. Like yes. It's like wow, it, it, fucking. It's it two it, two marker lights making you hit on threes wouldn't be busted. It's that like would be fine. It's like a boomer yeah. trying to like. Say about like as like, oh, you really want that new iPhone? Well, how about this this piece of wood? I had so much fun with this piece of wood. What do you think? Like that's that's what it feels like. It's like ah, oh, you hit on threes, yeah. So it's like yeah, but Dad, everyone else got an Xbox and I only just got a Super Nintendo. Can you fuck off now? Like, <laughs> there's so it feels they're so far behind, which is weird for the youngest army in the game. And. Um. So, hot take, I want the Tau to have an ability once per game to just do all the shooting that they want to um, in the psychic phase, and then the shooting phase. <laughs> just fucking gobble it up for a turn. Every unit can shoot at every unit they can see. There we go, that's not busted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, I just want to point out John's just crazy stare when he just says, like, let them double it. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, no. No, no, <laughs> this man no. is serious. <laughs> Ah, it's, yes. It's... The Tau ability to simply win the game with the first turn. Yeah, fuck I yeah. mean, Tau aren't going to do anything in the fucking psychic phase. They may as well just shoot the... It's like, no, it's the whole I... thing in anime of like, I, why would I let them power up? I may as well just shoot them with my gun. That's, that's the thing with Tau though, right? Because they don't have a psychic phase, right? Yeah. They don't have a combat phase. No. Oh, and you would think, alright, alright, cool. That's because they have the best shooting phase in the game. Well, they just don't. But They're they not don't. even close. Imagine They're not even close. Use combat you do some shooting in the psychic phase. Yeah. yeah, let them do something, or at least give town wheeling units. Yeah, honestly, make give us crisis worth it, on a dude. Place. So some guy, um, I'm gonna see if I can find this. He did a mock-up thing. He did it's two Is things, it um, but it was to do fast sight enclaves, and oh, okay. one of them was melee fire warriors, and the other one was like weirder because it was like uh, tau space rings. The melee fire warriors. It's a cool idea. 
and it's a very Farsight thing because you know oh dude, one if... of the like they all like Farsight doesn't he have an Onager gauntlet on him? He has the sword no, as well. Got, he's who... got a sword and a shield. Uh, yeah, who has the Onager gauntlet? It's one, one of, of the, the eight, eight has it. Yeah, one of the eight. Yeah, one of the eight has it. Um... And then he's got a bunch of other stuff. But and, yeah, I, know, I completely agree. Tau battle suits should have melee options because there's so much art of them in melee doing stuff, but they don't have any rules for. Breachers uh, could have like fucking combat knives or something. Just crew are a they're, dedicated they're reality melee unit, but no one takes them because they're garbage. Uh, look, just me crit their own army. Sorted. Yeah. I don't think there's enough. I don't think there's enough crew in the Royal Army, but not yet. I understand not yet, you, but being able you, to take you, them you, in the Tau Force of having their sharp sticks with fucking like weird like super metal in the end of them stabbing into a space marine. Alright, that's what I was that's what I was thinking of. These Those guys are, cool are the coolest thing ever. I would I would get a full army of these. They Actually, are... so that and um, that brings up another point. So cool. uh, Tower have always had this. Um, Hang on, I'm, very getting them into, I'm getting them into view. Japanese-esque feel to them. There they yeah. are. And so going go, down a bit right. more of the sort of samurai route with I it would be so awesome. So hard into that. Oh, I, I, yeah. I'd buy these in a heartbeat. Because they have, they've, they've, they've done it with um. What's his fucking name? Pure Tide. He's just Sun Tzu, and you've got <laughs> Pure Tide, and then you've got the two, the two opposing like uh philosophies of war in uh shadow sun and far sight yeah and if you just had shadow sun be like no no i'm just gonna do ambush stuff and then far sight doesn't really lead into the my guys have swords screw you i <laughs> i would so totally cool. buy this in a fucking heartbeat like yeah it, it, it's exactly so right. cool like it would it seems like the aesthetic uh that they're going if for would have that. all of the all of the pieces used in this are things that exist mm. so like they i think they have jump packs maybe or look like jump packs but those are like smaller of the cold star things the shields are 100 percent just the shields that the like you can make that off you can make that on the top gun, of a drone which Farsight also has it just fits I, I love them yeah you make that over top of a drone you stick like the pulse carbine on the bottom of it and then you give it's them so oh it's easy to get bash right? yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. That, that is that right there that's like a tau with a power sword with a fiber bin one, right? Yeah, and a pistol. Yeah, and that's a, that's a new that's a new dedicated melee unit, and it would be something. Yeah, you, make, you make it a fast attack, um, and yeah. have a stratagem yeah. where they yeah, because your troops would be like that's it. Genuinely, because I want again, fish and fury, reach your boys, and then with, with these go mixed in there. Oh god, oh. it's a dream. It's a dream. I like these I like our option. The, yeah, sorry, Karen. You'd have path, you'd have pathfinders, which are advanced. Fire warriors, essentially. Yeah. And then you've got breaches, and you have these guys, which are advanced breaches. Mm -hmm. They're there, ready to chop some bodies up, and then yeah, the breaches come in in the second wave after these guys have been like dead. Here's what I want to point out as well: that the answer to how to make Tau interesting is just this image. Yeah. It, uh, am I wrong? Well, just... thing is, I think weirdly the sort of summary that we could come up with is we've all kind of said lean into what the Tau are. Yeah. Imagine actually using your law to write rules. Right? Just Which like is then now they're starting to do, and hey, it's yeah, great. Yeah. That's thing, so that's thing, right? that's they made Death sign. Watch fucking interesting. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's anything's possible at this point. Or, 
they're going to make these and make you buy a 90-bound kill team box just to get the fuckers. Mm-hmm. Imagine that, because I mean, that's also very possible. I would at that point. I'd probably I'd cry, but yeah. Uh, I take the marines from that box. Uh, I think. Uh, I mean, I don't know what else we can really add because it's just us ranting about. This is. It's just a wish list of just stuff we want, and there's a lot <laughs> of stuff I want. I want. Would you... Kind of the point. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of just disenfranchised with 40k at the moment. I just need it. I just need it. Dizziness, you know? uh, yeah, you, you kind of need your army to get to get talked about and to be shown off. Like, if it like if it wasn't Drakari and it was Craft Worlds and they were actually showing off some really interesting stuff, you'd be you'd be all in it. Yeah. Or even L- Luminef, chaos stuff. This with, has taken uh, Luminef takes Craft Worlds position in my brain there. Yeah, and then obviously like Chaos Marines, the Death Guard was a really good start in terms of like, for example, getting rid of. Um, Death of the False Emperor, embedding a lot of the abilities into the actual data sheets or into the stat lines of the of the Plague Marines um, should probably translate across so that Chaos are more of a balanced force because Chaos being good at only fighting Imperium and no one else where Chaos always fuck with everybody mm-hmm. seems odd to me. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that being a change. And the, as we've seen, the Death Guard one is the kind of the hand of the like the reveal to an extent of what we can expect, and also what we can speculate from. Because uh, Thousand Suns are going to be very fluffy, and their Psychic Awakening book was really good. This is just going to be more of that. Well, when their when their book comes out, God knows when, and it's whether it, that become that comes out before or after the Chaos Marine book. We'll have to see. And then, yeah, the Chaos Marine book is... If they... I would really hope that they might actually lean into the possibility of having um, supplements for the for the, for the the Traitor Legions. It will pain me, because, I mean, like, I have... I You know, my Alpha Legion, I miss them dearly, but I've, I've, I've kind of, like... I'm over that relationship now, but that... Just, just live vicariously in. through me, Alex. Oh, no, I will, I will get Alpha Legion again if it happens. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, it'll be, I will do it, but through tears. Considering I mean, as if well... They get, oh, if, they, if they release supplements, I will buy them more. Considering as well that the fact that, in terms of the normal Space Marines, that they were all broken up into... from the Legions into chapters, and obviously the Chaos Space Marines are still their own Legions... And they are called yeah. legions, and they are huge. They should, be in be reality, treated as such, but they are not. I might, I might be wrong, and Evan can correct me on this. But sh- aren't chaos legions way more ver- different than the loyalist legions are? Yes. Yes. Because none of them have none of them have a codex to go by. They're all like, completely different. They like, all just kind of have their different. own thing. Word bearers and death guards still abide by their old legion structures. So right. I thought Iron Warriors stuff. did as well. No, they broke this shit. No. Oh, okay. Words bearers have the whole the extremely different because they're about summoning fucking demons, right? Yeah. It's yeah. just chaos are just more interesting. They they're deserve supplements way more than Marines ever would. I think if we ask for anything for GW this year, it's that it's a chaos. It's chaos supplements for the legions because they fucking need it. They absolutely need it. Also, also, Elder, uh, Craft Elder deserve supplements as well because they're like the the big. Well, at that point, at that right? point, it becomes that every faction with sub factions gets gets a supplement. No, because Craft Elder used to have supplements. Oh really? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they had like iodine and stuff, and they were really fucking good and really fluffy. And you could have like your race lord be your warlords, and it was the coolest shit ever. Um, it was how you would yeah. play wraith armies in an interesting way, but that's mm. gone now. What's what's a, a strange thing is that uh, especially for was it iodine? Yeah. Wraith 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 god are sentient. Wraith wraith lords are sentient. Like they oh came... sorry, here's the other one. All right, so Anari. Uh, when the fuck is that gonna go? It's a lie. Remember when they. Uh, that's all I'll say. Remember, like, remember getting that, the, like the Harlequin's got a white dwarf so update. That Yanari are gonna get like they're gonna get on the back of the Evrain box, and that's their codex. It's on the back of the box. You have to <laughs> dig says, through your own instruction manual to find your rules. It just says put uh, the uh, fucking avatar of in the ad in there. Just, just as silly. that done banging. Yeah, yeah I legitimately cool don't know what Yanari are. Exactly right. <laughs> Yeah, it's, they were uh, uh, just you know as idea then um their leaders so the the the, 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 the I forgot the word the three of them triumvirate of Iniad yeah the triumvirate of Iniad so and Avrena specifically is like the most important person in recent law because she's respond basically mainly responsible for resurrecting Gilliman yeah yes it's her army you would think that's important no. Nah. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah no, we're I... bringing a death god back, I, and that's advancing think... the Eldar lore. Nah. I think, it's, I think they'll do it eventually. eventually. Um, I wish they would do it as their own codex, but I can see them doing it like it's a supplement. But to play the supplement, you need the three other codexes. Yeah, so this we'll is the thing. Like, it, I was, I thought that to myself. I was just like, I'm not quite sure I actually have heard anything on these guys. Clicked on the uh, Games Workshop tab for them, and it seems to be... Just randomly picked um, Curry, Eldar, and Harlequin. It's everything. Models. Yeah. A Black Guardian still. It's not even all of them. It's just randomly picked. It's a combination of. Uh, yeah, they can yeah. have all, uh, units from all of it. That's that's their entire shtick. Every, but everything but homunculus covers. Yeah, they're, but they're they too can have on. homunculus creations. Oh, um, they're not supposed to. Well, they supposedly it listed here is things like Claude Fiends. And the um, Chimera and things like that. Oh, those are beasts. I think because those like Quite pets. Um, pets. Mm. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. There's a lot. It's there's so a lot that needs to be done. There really is a lot. And <sighs> they need to just completely detach and become their own faction rather than. Uh... That's what I think. I agree. We yeah. can. We can only hope. Um. And. <sighs> I think it's also one of those things that it's it's that kind of main point that 40k is just this weird amorphous blob because there's so many there's so much bulk and there's so much extra that is there that's called been causing problems for years and they've not been able to really deal with it and mm. sigma doesn't have that problem as much because they completely destroyed warhammer fantasy and remade yeah. a get they made a new game and ironed out these problems pretty much immediately. Well, at least when the second edition came out, because they got way better. When when the game actually got rules, <laughs> pretty much immediately. Two years later. Two years later. But I mean, compared to compared to forty k, like, like how however long it's taken us to get to this point. Yeah, I do feel like with ninth, they really are trying to tighten it up. Mm. It's, yeah, working. it's working so and far, it, and it is working. It got it needs to be quicker. It really does, but I, at the same time, it, everything's I, slowed down anyway. Nah, you know what? I'm happy with the pace because if it went quicker, it would have it'd be eighth edition again. Where the codex is just not that interesting. Mm. That's fair. fair enough. 
most most factions you can still play, right? Yeah, that's true. Especially at least whoever got very whoever got a really nice psychic awakening. And I'm hoping. Oh, sorry, Karen. No, doesn't mean shit because the armies that I have have deep codexes. So yeah, that's I'm just... true. I, I don't I currently don't suffer your problems because I already I've already covered. I mean mine's the only army of eighth edition problem. I have two armies now that don't have books. One of them is Admech, which got the best psychic awakening. Um and the other one is the Tempestus, which also got a really good psychic awakening and makes them a what looked to me to be a very interesting and fun plot force to play. Like I know I'm gonna I'm never gonna win with it, but it'd be really cool. Um I also kind of think that this is what it leads into a, a l last little thing that we can start to kind of mention of um, other, of like how other games kind of like there's a lot of other games out there too. Um, obviously, they don't have as much lore and as much backstory as Games Workshop and have the history behind it. But you know, there are other games that have some kind of cool stuff out there. Obviously, Star Wars Legion is out there. You can fuck about Star Wars stuff if you're into that. Um, if you want to stay in the same vein as sci-fi, you've got like Infinity, you've got uh, just trying to think, there's a lot of small print games as well. I mean, Infinity's the main one that comes to mind. Fantasy, there's loads. Because you've got like Frostgrave, you've got War Machine, you've got Game of Thrones, you've got uh, Conquest, The Last Argument of Kings, which is such a long title. Like, there are, you know, Kings of War. There are... There's a lot of options out there. And I think at least considering just to kind of fill up the meantime of people who, you know, may not have, may not be able to get a codex for quite a long time and they feel like they're kind of stuck, there are other things available, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think um, a lot of people who play Warhammer and are uh, really into the hobby, um... I guess I guess Tim isn't forget. They're just not at all informed about mm. other games because Games Workshop has such a huge empire over the sort of wargaming hobby. Yeah, and it's like it's, the war yeah. the Warhammer section of most of most places of friendly local game stores dwarfs any other brand, and even though oh, yeah, as well no. Oh, sorry. The range as well, though, brands as well. Obviously, yeah. I mean, yeah. every other brand doesn't have a big range, right? Yes, not necessarily, apart from War Machine, but that's got, like, fuck tons. And even then, when you're walking around a town in some, like, in anywhere in the UK, and you're not going to walk across, you're not going to dive into a, uh, a a wargaming shop or anything like that on on the regular, but what will you see is a, sh is a black storefront that says Warhammer on yeah. the front of it. It's, 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 one of those things is that it's because it's one it's everywhere and two it's even if you don't play you know the name of it because it is surprisingly it's kinda... synonymous yeah it's kind of... yeah i was gonna say it's synonymous with table I, I couldn't remember it's, the, the it's like it's like warhammer is the big one for war games or something like the, the same way D D is like the big one mm. for role-playing rpgs games. where like yeah. people will call things that aren't D D a D and D game, and it's just like, eh. and you're like, mm, yeah, mm, it's not. It's, it's yeah. like it's like your um your. I played Cyberpunk D and D the other day, and you're like, you just kind of put blank Is that Cyberpunk or is that? Oh yeah, get off the yeah. Nintendo. It's like it's not a Nintendo. Yep. Fuck off. Like, 
I guess there's, it's, it just kind of wraps around to a point of, like, there are so many other things out there for, like, okay, you do, okay, you play war games, right? You play a lot of Warhammer. What are you interested in? Sci-fi, fantasy, okay? You like fantasy stuff. Have a look at, have a look at Frostgrave, right? Play some skirmish level with really good story building and some really fun scenarios for, and using your Age of Sigma models. You know, done. Like, that's a new game you can play with that's, your friends. That's, like, the, to be fair, like, because I'm not too fussed at any other games that's like the one that i'm like mm, yes tasty. yeah like uh, really you know or even you know there are uh if you for example play D and you want to try something a bit different if you've got someone who knows and you're interested in a setting like vampire the masquerade the cyberpunk just got its new edition of cyberpunk red and obviously often took off the back of 2077 coming out instead of just adapting D to be in cyberpunk which is what pretty much everyone else ends up doing anyway is just play a different pissing game. Like, we're about to start an Edge of the Empire campaign for Star Wars. I've never played it before. I'm really looking forward to it because it's a new game. It's a new dice system. It's something I can just kind of learn and mess around with. And it's not always the same D&D stuff. And yes, there are source books that kind of come out that add extra flavor. But there are also other games that that are doing the same thing that D&D is doing now months or years ago that people are just ignorant on. Card games, perfect example as well. You don't want to play Magic? All right, go play Yu-Gi-Oh. Go play any other card game because there are so many of them. Please play a different card game. I mean, apart from the new set from that of Cal Time, it actually looks pretty sick. But that's because I really like the style of it. But that's just me. Um, side thing. Um, and I'm hoping at least with this this podcast and just off. Definitely as well, mine and Evan's fleeting interest in things, because we will get interested in stuff pretty quickly. And be like, oh, this is cool. It's like, yeah, I'm really interested in that. Cool, we'll just fucking give that a go. Um, that we can kind of expand on that. And also, this hobby is not just wargaming stuff. Uh, I think, um, and I'm looking forward to talking about other random hobby shit. Board gaming, RPGs, some video game stuff in there, if we're all, depending on what we're all talking about, because we all play it. We all play video games. We all do the Vedum Gams. Never heard of I, it. I think <laughs> definitely in terms of what's on this channel, mainly sticking to the the, the hobby. game stuff. Physical and, stuff, physical stuff, right? Yeah, it's the hobby. Yeah, the physical stuff. Um, We're talking about I mean, anyway. We all on our own personal stuff. I mean, guys, you stream a lot of gaming things. Stream in big quotation marks. <laughs> I attempt. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think... Uh, I'm looking forward to, as you say, exploring all the different options that are out there. It's a time for exploration. And after that sounds really creepy, I think we should talk about some models. Um, and just some extra stuff, because I think we're probably... I'm pretty fucking tired. I've had a very long day at work, and then this, and my What's throat it? hurts. I think I'm, well, I'm ready to who, call it. Who has a topic left that we didn't... Uh, I have a Bulgrin to look at. Do you, want to see, do you want to see him a Bulgrin? Just, just check. No, no okay, cool. All right. Well, I just, I want to show off my Bulgrin that I painted and finished on the Tuesday stream. Uh, there he is. Look at him. Look at that lad. The girth of him. Huge. The first one of, I'm hoping four, because if I take more than four, then they don't fit in a Valkyrie. And I have <laughs> given him the wrong shield, but you know. Fuck it. Like... <laughs> oh no. I'm just... Fuck it off. I mean, to be fair, yeah, it's probably a, a pop-off job, but... 
painted him today, so it's. Uh, I'm really happy with how the skin turned out. And actually, this That's side good. picture actually shows it a lot better than the front on. Of we'll say uh, I for the for the skin recipe for anyone interested, just so it's on saved video. Uh, the skin for this is, and I recommend this doing for this for all skin. If you're just trying to go for a more human-looking tone, or like a, more of a, like a white skin tone, that's a bit more you know realistic. Uh, start with Katachan flesh. Layer that. Uh, oh, sorry. Wash that with flesh shade. Then throw two thin coats of Cadian flesh tone on the top of that. Flesh shade it again. I haven't got the extra highlight color yet, but I was thinking either. Just a final top-up of Cadian or some Kislev Flesh on the top of that. You know, just to really kind of add that extra accent on that. But I'm happy. Uh, the 141st Lumerian Dragons have got a single Bulgrin. And I might actually finish a Tempestus squad this week. That would be weird. Insane. It's never been done. It's, it's unheard of. Me finishing a fucking squad. My god. Okay, I'm done with showing off my Bulgrin now. Is there anything else anyone wants to add today? Because we've had a fairly a chill, hopefully, I would I'm hope. Trying start, like, just trying to start this dinner plate. I added a wall to it. Look at that. Oh, look at that wall. Uh, Alex is trying to kitbash a, uh, a Chaos War Mammoth off of the record. Yeah, well, because I suggested to use the Lord of the Rings uh, Mammoth. I, 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 uh, yeah. I pretty much the only way you can yeah. do it. Oh, yeah, because the normal War the, Mammoth is stupid. The plan is to put things on the base. You're going to have to raise it a little bit higher. Um, Your nameplate's blocking it. Oh, name, hang on, let me just... The camera doesn't like me. But like, that's the like, general... I'm trying to just figure out the base, like, this is a glued. I'm trying to put things on the base, because it's otherwise it's too much blank space. Yeah. I think that's somewhat alright. Get some like, like, mushy, like, no. mud, cobblestone, kind of mixing things Yeah, I'm ordering, I'm gonna order some, is it brown stuff I think I was gonna get? Yeah, brown stuff. The roller. Brown stuff's good. It, just get the roller, slap it all on there. You get some really nice looking bases pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. And just spray it. In, uh, in general, uh, I've put an image of the battle wagon that is oh, so close to being finished. It's almost done. He's almost done. I did this base, which has just is. got like a tiny bit of fence on it. Because that'll be a chariot. Oh, fucking hell. Like, it's the dream to actually finish models sometimes. Mm. Especially vehicles, because they. T I, I I just hate painting vehicles. I can only really surprisingly paint like one thing at a time, and I'm super. I'm like I've, once I've done that one thing, I'm like right, put it down for a while, then come back two weeks later. I'm like, oh, I need to paint like all of these other Tempestus guys. How many um, how many models do I need for that army? Oh, 80? Oh, sick. Okay. Uh, it's gonna <laughs> take a gone. while. Oh no, Tempestus is just like you get six squads of ten, you know. And then, That's plus, cool. like, vehicles and everything else, I'm like, I, I, it sucks, but it's an army I vehicles really are, want to play. That's the I problem. think vehicles are surprisingly easy to paint. Yeah, well, no, but I am a gorilla, and I'm stupid on these things. But, gen yeah. I know, but like, they're not, I, I think they're easy to it's paint. It's pretty much, just, as, as you mentioned, just spray it the colour you want, and then dry brush the fuck yeah. out of it, so. As long as yeah. it's the colour that you want. Yeah, luckily, uh, so, I picked like... the fang, and, uh, as the base blue... And Evan gave me a big spray can of that, which is actually still full, so I can just use that for everything. It's great. Well, you can't because it's the only one left, so... It's the only one left in the world. Yeah, you'll, you can, you'll find a similar one from Army Painter or something there. So oh, no, I hate Army Painter fucking spray cans. I absolutely despise them. They are god-awful. <laughs> oh, God. The nozzle on them is terrible. I have always had a bad experience with them. 
Yeah. Um, and on that, on that note, <laughs> while I'm really mad about things, we'll call it there. I'd like to thank everyone for watching, uh, and I'd also like my co-hosts, uh, Alex, George, Evan, and John, when he turned up eventually. Uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, for for helping ho uh, host this today. Uh, cheers, guys. Always appreciate it. Uh, we will see you on Tuesday for our weekly workshop and maybe talking about uh, figuring out f filming faction focuses because we need to do that at some point. Yeah. Uh, we're going we're gonna to put a plan in place, but we will make sure to announce on our socials, which is on our Instagram uh, and Twitter, which if you use the uh, command exclamation mark socials in our, in our chats, respectively, you should be able to get them. Or just search off the hobby off the shelf hobby on twitter and instagram you should be able to find us apart from that drop us a follow on twitch if you are on youtube please subscribe and hit the bell and give us a like it really helps us out and it actually means that uh, our videos can be seen to more and more people and we can build this up and make this a really nice wholesome hobby channel where we say the fuck word a lot and on that note yeah. i think we're gonna say goodbye thank you all very much for watching and we will see you on tuesday mm -hmm. Bye. 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 Bye.